testing, and some of them may shock, appall, and uh, surprise you. That's uh, why we've entertaining. Now, the first thing, Marva, I'd like to get into is the story you told us the other night that had Carl crying. He was laughing so hard. Oh, you mean about Ray White and uh, the, che the cheeseburger smuggler? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> you said you called it trucking. Yeah, I trucking in. Uh, he's trucking in cheeseburgers from the cafeteria to the cell block, right? Right. Okay, why don't you tell us about that, Marv? Well, it's a it's a hustle that uh, guys do in uh, the state prison for uh, guys who don't have a lot of money. Uh, they use stamps as as the, as the currency. It's the common currency in prison. It's not uh, cigarettes anymore, huh? Didn't it used to be cigarettes? Well, it's everything from sardines to Jack Max to soups to whatever they can pay with. Uh, but when you go in the kitchen, you don't want to pay with commissary. You want to pay with stamps. So that's like money in prison. Oh yeah, it's it's like it's like anything. Uh, you know, you can and use you can buy stamps through your 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 commissary run. Well, the, the object is to buy the stamps off the street because uh, yeah. you could get them at a lower price at twenty five cents versus the. If you go to the commissary, they're worth 45 cents, but a stamp in prison is only worth 25 cents. But do they get those to mail letters? Uh, well, what, well, what they do is, is they buy the stamps. They buy the stamps, uh, like I said, off the street, either through the cell block or other means. They, you know, where guys are hustling in there, the people have thousands and thousands and thousands of stamps. And, uh, you know, you, you, buy the, you, you buy what they want off the commissary for the stamps. So you take the stamps. What what this guy, what my buddy Ray White would do. This guy's from uh, Paris, Texas. Uh, he's got a life sentence and he ain't never getting out. He's about fifty some years old. Well, maybe sixty. He would uh, go down to the to, uh, to the uh, to the kitchen at least twice a day, and uh, he had a truck, uh, which is a sewn-in pouch in his boxers, and there they sell ten packs, twelve packs, or you know, you got petty hustlers that buy four or five at a time and bring back cheeseburgers. Yeah, what it what? You buy them? Yeah, they buy you buy them you buy them uh, uh, on the cool. Some of the guards know about it, some don't. Uh, you buy them on the cool. On the cool, what does that mean? Uh, on the slick, on the uh, you know, you don't uh, you don't want to get caught doing it because it's a uh, disciplinary case. Do you buy them from like a prisoner working at the cafeteria or you, a guard? No, you, you buy them from a prisoner, but sometimes the guards allow you what to do that, it. What does it cost, a cheeseburger? A cheeseburger costs 25 cents if you buy it in the in the, uh, in, in the cafeteria. <laughs> That's pretty cheap. Uh, but if you when they truck it back, when they truck it back to the dorm or to the pod or wherever you're at, it's 50 cents. That's how the, that's why the guys do so it. They buy them for 25 and sell them for 50. Right, exactly. So that's why you said he makes one stamp for a burger. Yes, but this particular guy is something else. He, uh, he know he'd been at the prison, this prison for a long time. His name is Ray White, and uh, this guy here is known for smuggling everything from shanks to hoops to <laughs> cheeseburgers to everything, and and getting stopped by the guards and making it through. Uh, and you can tell he's smuggling. I mean, I've seen the guy. Uh, so the truck. Explain that again. You say they sew a pocket in your shorts. In, in their boxers, and they tie. Yeah, they tie a string around. So you put stuff down your pants, like. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not like a good way. If you were shoplifting. Right. Exactly. But the thing is, is like a pouch where you could shove uh, a ten pack or twelve pack of cheeseburgers is how they come, <laughs> and uh, you can take like. Uh, so how do they make it to where it's not noticeable over there? Well, it's not easy to do. Usually, the big fat guys are the ones that can roll it up <laughs> under their fat and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, Ray White is not fat. He's an old man, and uh, the thing is, he has what you call a, a medical status. 
yeah. to where uh, he had to, he had to go lie to the medical to get this thing where he could wear a shirt out. <laughs> Everybody else has to wear a tub. So ah, so with the shirt over it, they can't see his truck. Exactly, exactly. But it's still noticeable. If you walk behind him, you can see his pants that's sagging down like this. <laughs> uh, I've seen him walk right past the warden. Uh, he coming through the OM gate, which where the uh, officer cafeteria is, yeah. and uh, and uh, the warden stopped him and uh, asked, told him to tuck in his shirt, and uh, he told and he, and he told the warden, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah. And the warden says, "Excuse me." Uh, oh, the it, warden didn't know him. No, the warden the warden didn't know him, and uh, he How many didn't. Guys were at that prison, Marvin. Uh, there's four thousand people. So the warden doesn't know every inmate person. No, no, no. But after a while, they get to know you if you're uh, in the craft shop, or if you're a known troublemaker. Or <laughs> they, they they get to know who you are because they get because they're the ones who uh, determine what your cases are going to be, whether they go major or minor or whatever it is. But this particular warden, he looked like a maintenance guy. He wore a camouflage hat and cowboy boots. Yeah. You didn't even know he was warden. No reason why I knew he was warden from one school I was in. But anyways, uh, me and Ray White and all of us are getting ready to go through the gate. He's holding about 40 cheeseburgers on him. <laughs> and uh, the warden tells him to tuck into his shirt, and he tells the warden, uh, who the fuck are you? And he goes, well, uh, I'm Warden Whitfield. Uh, who are you? He goes, uh, well, I'm Ray White from Paris, Texas. And here, warden. How wardens are there in prison? Uh, no, there's uh, one. You have a head warden. You have a, a warden over general population, which is the assistant warden. You have another warden over the segregation part and another warden over the uh, high security part of it. There's uh, actually four parts to the prison. You have uh, A side, B side, B side being where they keep all the gang members and all the troublemakers and people like that. That wasn't you though. Huh? Oh no, 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 no. Uh, that's like your proving ground. When you first get there, you have to go over Back there. To the truck. So he's got 40 cheeseburgers. He got 40 cheeseburgers down his pants in his truck. And he's trying to get through security and get back to the cell block. Yes, so yes, and they do pass searches on everybody so coming. Twenty-five cents a uh, burger. He stands to make ten dollars. Ten dollars for one load. Is that a lot of money in prison. Yes, if you don't get any money on commissary from your family, that is a lot of money. How much do guys? How much can you spend a week on commissary? Uh, the spending is there a limit? Yes, like there is in county jail. Yes, there's a spending limit of a of a a a hundred dollars a month is what you can spend. That's it. That's it. Uh, without commissary, them guys starving. They're, they're, they they feed you nothing but trash food, stars, beans, rice. Uh, the bottom of the barrel sometimes it's full. It's not even edible. Uh, a lot of guys just eat beans because they don't want to eat the other stuff. Uh, but the food is not nutritious at all. And that's why these guys hustle so they get commissary money to eat a little better, for to buy their coffee and stuff like that, their hygiene stuff. That's how they take care of themselves. So ten bucks. That's that's half a commissary. Isn't it? That's a yes, yes, yes it would is. Ray have, would Ray have money for commissary every week? No, he, he had a life sentence and he has no family to send I mean, with his, with his trucking job. Oh, yeah, he can make uh, he can make $100 a week doing that. Uh, what do you do with the extra money he made? Uh, he smokes cigarettes. Yeah, but isn't that illegal now? No, oh, it's always there. illegal. Uh, there's tobacco floating around. Uh, for a dollar fifty, you could buy you a real small cigarette. Uh, it only get about three hits off of it, <laughs> and uh, everybody runs to the back of the dorm and does it and hides. Uh, if you get caught with any tobacco paraphernalia, that's automatic uh, high. Uh, uh, what you call a, a major case, and uh, it gives you a lot of trouble. A major case. A major case. Right yes, for one cigarette, uh, it can get you sent to the so hole. Back to the story. He's told the warden 
what the fuck is it to you, or who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? He told him he was the warden, and then what happened? Then what happened is Ray White handed him his medical pass, and yeah. and, and the warden goes, oh, okay, well you're you're allowed to do that. Here's your uh, pass back, and uh, y'all he didn't, he didn't ask him to pull up his shirt. Or no, anything. but this, but there was other guard. There's other guards uh, in his OM gate. You got to understand when you come from A side to B side. Oh yeah, they just know him and let him go on through. <laughs> they just that they know what he's doing. They Why feel it. They feel sorry for him. Oh yeah, I've been caught smuggling onions back from the garden. <laughs> onions. onions, cucumbers, <laughs> uh, all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, but my boss always walked through the gate with us, so he yeah. he tell them. I, I told him. Yeah. Your guard. Well, I I worked inside yard, cut grass every day. Worked in the garden. You mean your supervisor at the at the garden? Well, he no no he was a, he's a boss. He's a, he's still a guard. Uh, and he would come, you know, every morning I'd have to come to the turnout and gate and meet him, and he'd walk, because I worked the highest so security part. Back to the back to the truck story. He said, oh, you've got this paper, it's okay, and he let him go. He, yes, and we, none of us got searched, and we walk on past the chow hall and back to the dorm. There's, like, tons of guards on the walk that do past search. They never stop him. I mean, I seen him one time get caught with a 10-pack of cheeseburgers by a guard that's been there for several years and knows what he does and knows everybody. Yeah. And uh, he pulls him over, and uh, he tells him to get out of them, which means uh, get naked on the walk. Yeah. They, they, they humiliate you like that, make you get what, naked on the walk. And yeah. uh, he goes, or you could just give me them cheeseburgers you got. <laughs> if, if that's what you're carrying. Sometimes Ray be carrying sugar, uh, peanut butter, uh, hooch, uh, you know, all types of stuff. Uh, you know, so the guard says, uh, well, you know, you know, what are you doing with these cheeseburgers? He tells the guard, he says, well, uh, this guard's known for just writing people major cases and it's really just, you know, punishing people. Yeah. But he tells him, Ray White says, well, which would you rather be smuggled, shanks or uh, cheeseburgers? <laughs> and uh, he goes, you, and, he, and he told the guy, you know, I used to smuggle shanks and hooch and everything else, which is uh, a threat to your security. And he goes, yeah, you're right. And he says, uh, well, can I have my cheeseburgers back? I paid uh, uh, $5 for these cheeseburgers, you know. I can have my cheeseburgers back. And the guard gave them to him and let him go. How do you pay for cheeseburgers at the cafeteria? You go in and pay with them, uh, pay with stamps. Yeah. You just slip them to the, to the inmate who's working there yeah, and he slips you the burgers. Yeah, he slips you the burgers. Don't they have an inventory track where they keep track of how many burgers they got? Did all the inmates take care of the books that are clerks back there, all yeah. that's fixed. They a lot for this, a lot for that. Kind of like Shawshank Redemption. Well, actually, here's what happens. Where the prisoners were taking care of everything later. Well, here's what here's what happens is this: on the trays, the meat is really supposed to be going on the trays yeah. uh, in, in our meals, and uh, 90 percent of the time, the meals don't have any meat in it. It's all soup, soup down, water down, shit. Sold it. Exactly. That's a huge. It's a very big hustle. So was selling peanut butter, jelly. Sugar, tomato paste, just about anything that you could think of. Uh, yes, one of the you know one of the, one of the biggest uh, things in uh, prison too is guys like to make uh, cakes. Yeah. And they uh, what they they make it out of uh, cookies and all that type of stuff, and yeah. uh, they make these cakes and uh, they sell them for like fifty cents a cake or something like that. Uh, was Ray White one of the biggest truckers in that? In he that is unit? the big. He is the biggest trucker. I How only many know. Truckers are there at that unit with four thousand guys. How well, in, in general population, they, everybody try that. Well, I mean, some guys will just don't want to pay the fifty cents, so they'll just go down and buy a cheese cheeseburger <laughs> and bring it down. You know, but there's cheapskates yeah. guys who just buy a cheeseburger and either eat it at the thing on yeah. the pool. Or uh, they'll try to get it back on the walk too. I've been caught with a cheeseburger trying it before, <laughs> and uh, that's the only time I ever tried it because I was no good at smuggling. So out of four thousand guys, how many truckers are there besides Ray? The big truckers? Oh, there's got to be at least 
uh, 50 or 100 of them, <laughs> at least. Uh, you know, a lot of them go out. Yeah, I guess everybody knows to go to them for their supplies. Huh? Exactly, exactly. The kitchen is a huge hustle uh, in prison. And do you think the guards know who all these truckers are? Some do, some don't. You know, a lot of guys come and go, and new, new truckers. they tell the new guards when they break them in and train them, the older guards. They search everybody. Yeah, but I mean, if they know somebody's trucking, do they tell the new guy, the new guard, hey, this guy, we let him get away with smuggling a little food? Well, sometimes they do, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes the new guy, it's on the new guy to make that decision. A lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the new COs write, like to write cases because they're trying to establish a name for themselves and build a rep. Yeah. So they will smash you if you get caught with cheeseburgers or anything. That's an automatic maker case. We, you know, the thing about the truckers is they know who the cop, the good cops are. They, they have what you call cards there. Eight, you got, you got uh, one card, uh, one one card, two card, and two card. Uh, different cards, different guards means different things, different rank, different uh, what, different ways to work it. So yeah. our time's about up for this first episode. Y'all stay tuned for next week with, with Tales from Texas Prison with Mar Marvin Sullivan. Hey, goodbye. Good night. Good evening and welcome to episode two of Tales from Texas Prison with Marvin Sullivan. Today's August 16th, 2012. It's 11 o'clock in the evening, Central Standard Time. First of all, our first episode last week, episode one, the trucking cheeseburgers hustle. Apologize, the video came out uh, bad and uh, a lot of people were not able to hear the audio. Just want to let you know we're going to re-record that because uh, we've got a lot of inquiries about it. Folks wanting to hear it because they could see the video and the topic seemed interesting, but uh, they were not able to uh, not able to watch it. Tonight we're going to talk about what most people, men especially, wonder about when you talk about doing prison time, uh, because uh, there's a lot of talk about it and always has been that a lot of rape goes on in prison, uh, and uh, that uh, there's gang rapes, and that there's just a lot of curiosity on the subject, and this man here has been in prison. He just did a 10-year sentence. He got out and free, right? Yeah. Got out and free, but he did time at a Texas prison that has 4,000 prisoners, and he has been to other prisons, and he's seen changes over time. We've got some good news tonight. Prisons change, and there's not... A lot of that kind of stuff that goes on, at least not like it used to, but he can tell you about what it used to be like and what it's like now. There's Texas has implemented a new program called Safe Prisons, and uh, according to Marvin, uh, things have really tightened up, and safety is a big issue, and men in general seem to be safe as far as their personal safety goes in Texas prisons. Marvin, uh, let me turn the mic towards you. Uh, first of all, when did they start this safe prison? Uh, safe prisons were started, uh, on my, to my knowledge, uh, four or five years ago here in Texas. It's a, uh, it's a program designed uh, to make prisons safer for inmates because the violence 
that used to be in prison. Let's stick to sex on this one. We're, we're talking about sex in prison. There's two areas as I see it. There's consensual and non-consensual. There's men who want to have sex with other men and do it consensually. And then there's men who want to have sex and they rape other men. Let's, let's stick to those two areas. Okay. Now, as regards to safe prisons, a lot of the safe prison program is probably, is probably designed to uh, stop some of this activity, right? Right. So what's the law say in Texas prison now about raping another man? Uh, if, you, uh, if you do anything like that, you will uh, be a pre-world charge and it will be a new case. Did you see anybody get that charge when you were in? Uh, yes. And they put them out for trial, and then they come back for the same unit, the time out of the same? Yes, and most of them are segregated away from population for a period of time, too. After they do that, they get segregated? Yes, they do. So that still happens, but now there's a uh, more severe punishment for it, right? Yes. What is the punishment? On the, in the free world, if you get raped, you can get... What, 25 years? Oh, it can Even be 25 to life, right? Yeah, you, you rape can, a woman? Yeah, you can get uh, you can get more than that. I mean, you can get 40, 50 years. The guys you saw, what did they get? Uh, I know some that's got 25, 30 years added to their sentences for it. For raping a man in prison? That's right. And you say they use the uh, kits, the... Uh, yeah, they have rape kits. Once, they, uh, once a, a person says they've been raped, uh, they'll report it to a guard, and then a guard will report it to the supervisor, and uh, they'll take the uh, person that got raped down to the medical, and they'll will examine them. We talked about this on the way home. I figured that guys would be, you know, especially weaker guys and younger men might be scared to report it because if they report it and they don't, they're not believed, then they really get screwed, wouldn't they? Well, a lot of it. I mean, nowadays, I mean, back in the day, guys could just be talked out of it. They, did, they didn't want to have to fight for their manhood, and a lot of guys would just simply give in to it. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the way it, you know, it used to be. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they, they used to forcefully take it back in the day. I mean, that was just the, just the way it was. Or just one at a time? One at a time, gangs. It just depended on, on the person, I guess. What, you, what about color? Would it be white on white or black on white? Or? No, the majority uh, majority of the rapists that go on is white. I ain't black on white. It is? Yes. Why do you think that is? Because... Because there's more blacks in prison? No, the black race thinks white people are weak. Huh. So there's not much black on black? Well, there's a few. I mean, they, they do prey upon their own kind, but mostly uh, upon whites or Mexicans. Because they're little, because they're big, and they think they can bully you into, into doing it. Okay, well, as far as consensual sex, we were talking about the punks earlier. Some men like to have a punk, and they're even, somebody they're even in love with them, like they're a, like they're a uh, spouse or a woman. Well, now when, when when that goes on, do the blacks have other blacks as partners? Well, usually, open open homosexuals in prison yeah. are housed in another building. Yeah. The ones that are openly homosexuals, they uh, that's part of the safe prison deal. They we call them yellow bands. Yeah. Uh, they, they the very few, the very few open homosexuals are allowed in population. Uh, there are some. 
but they uh, they're square business. But I'm talking fight. about the ones you were talking about earlier, where you said they'll fight to their tongue, and they're in love with them. Oh, and they'll kill. They'll kill. They'll, they'll kill each other. And you time. saw this. So white guys, did they have white tongues? Yeah, there's white guys that have tongues too. Well, no, I know it goes on with all races, but. Do Mexicans have Mexican tongues, black, black tongues, or is their race mixed? I guess I guess it just depends on their preference. Yeah, so there's no uh, there's no prejudice going on there, right? Well, no, I can't say that. They, they, like I said, the other races feel that the white race is weaker because the white race really in prison is a minority. <coughs> and how does somebody become a punk? Are they homosexual tendencies? Uh, when they get there and they become a punk that way, well, a lot, no. or do they get beat down and be forced to become a punk? Back in the day, back in the day, they used to keep beating them up and beating them up until they gave in. And yeah. sometimes they were forced. You know, they were forced. But you say that doesn't happen now. No, most not in most prisons. No. So these punks are still there, and this kind of relationship still goes on. But you say homosexuals are housed somewhere else. So who are these punks? Uh, well, the punk, like I said, the punks are usually housed in a, in a general area. Some of, like I said, it, that, that uh, turning, the, the term is turning a person out from a man to a but punk. But you said that, you said you were in the same building with these guys who would shower with their punks. You said they bring their punks Oh, yeah, that, that's in Louisiana, though. Oh, oh that's okay. A, that's in Louisiana. Well, let's back talk, let's that talk about that, because I thought that was interesting. That was years ago. Are these, uh... These punks, uh, were, would you say they were gay when they came to prison? No, not all of them. Most of them were turned out. Yeah. And uh, were they, uh, were they? Uh, if it was a black guy and his punk, would it be a black man usually? No, not always. But uh, it could be anything, right? A white guy could beat a black guy down too, right? Well, in Louisiana, the prison population is about 90% black. There's about 10% so white. So whites don't. So white's a minority. So whites aren't beating anybody down because they can't get away with they it. They cannot they get away numbers. with it there, no. Uh, there are some that. whites that can fight and can uh, can do that, too, because their status are killers. They're penitentiary killers. Yeah. Back in the day, that that, that was legal. I mean, you could stab somebody and get away with it. Now you can't, you can't yeah. do that. How long has it been since you were in a Louisiana prison? Uh, 1997. 15 years. What well, might have changed? Well, actually, nine, actually, ninety-three. Okay. So, but let's talk about uh, All Red and uh, what went on there. Were there was this punk in the shower thing going on now? No. 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 Not at all. No. Okay. Uh, to, to 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 have sex with a punk in the open in yeah. front of everybody is a serious sign of disrespect to oh, the yeah. other people. I mean, because you got. So how do they do it then? Boy, did, 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 did they sneak off and hide and do it? I mean, are they room, are they cellmates? Well, sometimes they are, sometimes they ain't. I know in, in the dormitory where I live mostly, uh, that doesn't really go on. I mean, there's some sneaking around after the lights go out, where some will sneak off to their cubicle with their punks, and then there's some punks. You were there three years, Marvin. How many how many rapes did you see? I didn't see any in here in Texas. But I've seen plenty in Louisiana. Did you hear about rapes in these I, last three years? I heard, I heard about them, but then were usually where the uh, homosexuals were housed in uh, three buildings, and a lot of guys would say they were homosexuals just to go be housed with them and get in the same cell, yeah. or you know, 
something like that, but I never, at the Munich that I was at, I'd never seen anybody really get raped. I've heard about it, but <coughs> I, I'd never really ever seen it. A lot of guys, and I'm one of them, have thought about going to prison. I've never been, but I've thought about what it might be like for somebody to approach you and say they want to uh, have sex with you. Uh, what would, you know, how uh, how that would play out? Well, you, usually, usually how it happens, if somebody comes at you like that, it's usually that somebody has a lot of time coming at somebody with a, a small amount of time. Yeah. A lot because they don't, you know, they're a guy can have a capitalized sentence, and you only got a five-year sentence. And they generally come at people like that. They don't. Why? Why? Because because uh, because uh, they want to go home. They want to make parole. And a lot yeah. of guys will just give in to it because they want they don't want to get in trouble and they want to go home. Yeah, because they could get in trouble too. Like I, if it was termed a five or something. Exactly. That's that. That's it. That's that's what how. That's I mean, there's different ways it can happen. Guys can get in debt for drugs, tobacco. So when new prisoners are brought in, uh, you know, you've seen scenes in movies where guys are whistling and hollering and saying fresh meat and stuff like that. Does that still happen? No, the way it happens here is this, is when you walk into where, you, when you first get there, uh, you're going to be approached by your own race and uh, you're going to have to go to the shower and fight and uh, or you might, might be approached by another race but you're going to have to go to the shower and fight and if you don't, uh, well, then you're considered to be a punk. Yeah, but what I was asking was, when they see new inmates come in, do some of them look at them as potential punks? Oh, yeah, they start they, talking man. about them and start uh, saying well, stuff the, like, the, uh, "I want that one." And no, no, no. But they, they, if they do, they do it under their breath. You, 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 you know who the booty bandits are and who ain't. It's not hard to figure out. Somebody new to the prison system would booty, not know. Booty bandits. You mean the ones who like to have sex with men? Yes. And how many? What percent of those guys get back out on the street and they go back to having relationships with women and only and only have homosexual sex while they're in prison? Almost all of them, unless they were a homosexual before they came. And why do you think they do that when they're in prison, other than the fact that there's no women there? They just don't want to stand up for <coughs> themselves and be a man. <coughs> no, I mean the men who rape other men. Why wouldn't they just go without until they get out? And uh, can have relations with women. Most of the ones they never get out. Most of the ones who are committing this crime are the ones who are in there for life. Have life sentences or real long sentences. So they figure they're never going to have a woman again. So they want to have sex with a man just yeah. to have sex. That's the majority of them. A lot of them have real long sentences, forty years, sixty years sentences, and they know they're not going to make parole anytime soon. They just really don't care. Most of them are going to die there. On that movie, Getting Get Straight, or uh, what's it called? Uh, the one they used to scare kids. Oh, Scared Straight. Scared Straight. Scenes of a guy. Uh, they make one of the kids walk around putting his finger through some guy's uh, belt loop. Yes, I've seen that video two yeah. or three times. Does that really happen? No, not anymore. <laughs> it used to, It though. used to happen, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody else told me a story of... Uh, guy punked another guy and next thing you know they had put a uh, broom head, a mop head painted it yellow and put it on, on his head to wear as a wig huh. and uh, 
stuff like that, dress oh, them up like a oh, woman. Well, no, back in, the, back in the day, I mean, they can't do that in Texas. They can't do that. But back no. in the day, they used to all wear Kool-Aid for uh, eyeshadow, or Kool-Aid for lipstick. Yeah. They do the rise. There's still some that do it, but the guards make them stop. See, in, Louis, in, Louis, in Louisiana, over there. So they ask you if you're homosexual when you come in. Yeah. If you say yes, you go in a different part of the prison. Not, nece- not necessarily. I read 4,000. You say it's broken into three sections, right? Homosexual, uh, security risks, and general talk. Well, actually, it's, it's broken down into several different parts. It's broken down into segregation, which is a 1,000-man uh, yeah. unit in itself. You have high security, which are for uh, disciplinary problems or just one step from going to stay. Yeah, those are the ones they figure they can't control, so they're in single cells. The, uh, the ones in seg, the one they, well they have they have double cells in high security and single cells. They have seg in high security also. They're but just in different. Seg, they don't let them out for recreation and stuff. Right, and then then they have different buildings. Uh, you know, which on the B side of the farm is usually uh, seven How and eight. How many in the homosexual part? The homosexual part is on the A side, and it's usually three buildings, no matter which many, farm you go to. How many guys there? Uh, four hundred and fifty. Yeah. But a lot of them are little bitty guys. A lot of them are also on safe prisons because they have a lot of lawyers, kids, and judges. And the rest kids. of it's general, right? So that would leave about uh, 2,500 normal, 1,000 in security, and 500 who are known homosexuals or admitted homosexuals. Yeah, something like that. But there's more. So in the it. sex that goes on with those 500 in that block, that's probably consensual, you think? Well, I, I don't know. That's where a lot of raping's going on. In fact, there was a couple killings that happened there. Poor guy uh, killed his uh, bunkie just for the heck of it. Strangled and him. What about in the in the main unit where you were in? Where well, they, they, nobody's they, claiming they're a homosexual. Well, they do have they do have homosexuals in the general population too, but usually they're the ones who are old convicts that sneak around at, at nighttime in the dorm. Because I lived in the dormitory. I only lived in the lived in the building where the, where the cells are. For about uh, six or nine months, but I spent most of my time in the dormitory because that's for people for who are uh, for good behavior. But they still have a lot of uh, homosexual activity that goes on there in the nighttime. You don't really see it though, you know. I mean, you have to be up. They, we we call them night crawlers. That's <laughs> what we call them, night crawlers. But I thought the cells were locked at night. Well, that that is if you're in the if you're in the building. But yeah. if you're in the dorms, you're in a uh, oh, oh. you're in a eighty you're in an eighty bunk dorm with eighty night, guys. Night crawlers. <laughs> yeah, they sneak around at night. You know, they stay up. They you know when the lights go out, they get up and start doing their thing. <laughs> uh, I never ever pay attention to. It. That's why I ain't never seen nothing. You know, I, I mean not not here. I mean. Uh, yeah, but it, you were telling us a story about some guy with a shank going under everybody's bed. Oh, that was in time. Louisiana. It, see, in, in Texas, they got cubicles. You got your own little wall. So your cubicle lies in your yeah. cubicle. Yeah. In Louisiana, it's not like that. You have 45 bunks. It's all dorms there unless you're a disciplinary problem. Yeah. Then you're locked in a cell. Uh-huh. So that's what Camp J was for. I mean, there's, there's several dis, dis, you know, different uh, disciplinary places. Our time's about up, Marvin, for this week. But I want I to bring up one more thing that I thought was funny. And uh, we got a kick out of it in the truck the other day because uh, Coach had uh, run into this in high school uh, on a sports team where, uh, uh, you know, you got heterosexuals, you got homosexuals. I don't know what you call somebody having sex with himself, uh, but uh, the guy who was uh, giving himself oral sex, which we were telling us about. Yeah, well, 
well, I mean, I, mean I never, I never seen, yeah, that was here in Texas, but I never seen that for myself. Well, that's a known by, fact by that some people are double-jointed or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, the guy was and, eating uh, himself up. Yeah, like a dog can lick his own uh, balls. Yeah, yeah, the guy was uh, eating himself someone. up. And didn't he say that every time the guards would say, every time they walked by his cell? He yeah, he was in there with a blanket over himself eating himself up. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that at? That was at Allred. Just now? Yeah. Yeah. So did you know this guy? No, absolutely not. He, he, he was someone that said, my boss man that I work for told Somewhere me. Somewhere in SAG. Yeah. I, I didn't know he was in SAG. Was well, it? no, he was probably, he was probably a, a, some sort of a security threat. That's why they're usually in SAG. Yeah. Either gang confirmed gang members or uh, killers or they got caught with shanks or. One uh, last thing. Uh, were you approached for sex? Did anybody ask you for sex or try to forcefully take sex from you in, in, Texas? This, in this last three years? No. No? What's the closest incident that came to that? Like anybody flirt with you or. Uh, oh, that happens all the time. The homosexuals flirt with When you're going back and forth to lunch, you're feeding it. 2,500 hungry guys, yeah. and they feed them by buildings and by dorms and all of that. Yeah. And uh, you know, anytime <laughs> and they have they have they have what you call mass movements, okay? Yeah. But they, they let them out on what they call shots, five or ten at a time, and the guards are directing traffic. Well, you might be standing in the commissary line, which is right by where the free building is, where we had to go to commissary. Yeah. And the punks be coming out this way, going to chow, and they might be like, you know, that <laughs> and all all that type of shit, whistle at you or whatever. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. But what about these lifers that you're talking about who have given up on women and just want to have sex with men? We call them knock knockout artists, booty bandits, whatever. They're no good. What do they look for? Do they look for younger men? They look for weakness. They're predators. But don't they want somebody young and maybe not necessarily. Uh, good No, not necessarily. Anybody they feel that they could do it to, they'll try it. Yeah. And do they... Uh, they sniff fear. Do they try to keep somebody... Uh, for as long as they're there? One of, the reasons, they, uh, one of the reasons, the main reason the guys were a long time wants a homosexual because usually homosexuals have a lot of money yeah. and, and, and that's, that, that they're uh, like uh, they're sugar daddies. Yeah. It, 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 they look for that too, a person that's got a lot of money and they feel that's weak <laughs> so they can take their, the guy's commissary from them and take care of them while they're in there because usually the guys that have a lot, lot of time their families yeah. done gave up. They don't yeah. get, they don't send them no money. And yeah, so they don't have anything. That's their way. It ain't really about always about the sex. It's about the money. What they what what they can get out of you. Hearing that would make me think that uh, those kinds of guys should be in a different prison than, than normal people. Well, usually, like I because said, they, they're they're hopeless. They know they're never getting out. Well, all so they're gonna and you say safe prisons. If they commit a crime, what more can you do to them? Well, they they're already life in prison, but they, right? Exactly, that's the way they look at it. But see, a lot of them are smart enough to know that uh, being in general population is better than being in a single man yeah, cell so where you never get out. Yeah. And uh, they might be in a single, you know, sex time does crazy things to a man. Uh, it, it will have you talking to the, to the bugs, to the <laughs> walls, yeah. to everything. Yeah. Man's a social animal, and he goes up in the woods and stays for years. He'll, uh, he'll be a different man when he comes back. What do you think we should call this episode? Uh, sex in Texas prison? Well, I'd say uh, the old, the, the sex from the old ways to the new ways. Or what's that program called? Safe prison? Safe prison. Texas but there's, safe prison. But there's a, there's a lot of different aspects of safe prisons. That just don't, don't apply 
to uh, to sex. Right, right. It's a broad. Uh, there's actually law, there's right. actually a law that's called the Prison Rape Elimination Act or PREA. Yeah. That's the actual name of the law. Yeah. And 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 state so of Texas overall, does enforce uh, it. You've, you've you've been in prison thirty years ago. I've been in twenty-five years ago. I was in prison when I was fourteen years old in a, in a juvenile so facility. So you've seen a lot of time pass, and there has been a lot of progress, huh? Yes, yes. It's not. It's it, there's still a lot. There's still a lot of violence that goes on. You you have to fight when you go to prison. It's just yeah. one of the things. If you don't, you're never going to really. Uh, I mean, you can walk around and say you might. I mean, now, uh, usually, like I said, you usually get che- you usually get checked in. But if a person don't go fight, that just really means they're a punk. They don't necessarily mean they're gonna fuck them because of prison, because yeah. because of because of, yeah. because of state prison, but they're still considered to be a punk because yeah. they don't stand up for themselves. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're out of time. This has been episode two, Tales from Texas Prison with Marvin Sullivan. I'm John Merritt. You guys have a good night. <sighs> I'm John Merritt, along with Marvin Sullivan. Hello. And this is Tales from a Texas Prison. Episode 3 tonight, Fights in Texas Prison. Now, uh, Marvin, we were just discussing whether or not uh, weapons were used in most fights. I assume that most fights in prison would be just ordinary fist fights. A lot of men in the same space, they're all confined, tempers are going to flare, and uh, there's going to be fights. But there's different reasons for fights in prison, isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. What do you think's the most common reason for a fight in uh, in Texas prison? Uh, disrespect. Well, that seems like nothing to me. Disrespect. Yes. Well, uh, disrespect can't be tolerated. I mean, I can see if somebody stole your dessert, or if somebody uh, uh, steals your commissary. Or if somebody talks bad about you, I guess that's disrespect, isn't it? Just uh, raising your voice to somebody is is considered. Is that right? Just raising your voice, talking to somebody in a, in a, in a out of a character way. Or maybe embarrass you in front of uh, yeah, you your uh, your your friends. Yeah, well, I mean, are sometimes people you know checking you on the cool, uh, you know. Now, just before we uh, turned on the uh, camera, I was asking you again about the uh, the fight you were in. You say it wasn't a fight, but... Well, I've been uh, in several fights in prison. I just... Yeah, let's talk about that one uh, early on when you said it was a booty bandit. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you describe this particular fight and what happened, what caused it, and the details of it. Well, basically, the guy just come at me and tried to... Uh, Tried to come at me in a fashion uh, like he was trying to punk me out, and uh, uh, gave me an ultimatum. And uh, like he was trying to uh, have sex with you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just waited for him to. Like go he to was going to rape you. Yeah, so I just waited yeah. for him to go to sleep. And uh, so like he I, didn't do anything. He just hinted that he was that he wanted to do it. Well, he didn't. And he was going to check. No, he he tried was going to check your reaction. No, he tried to bow up to me and, and said, uh, "Did he put your hand? Did he put his hands no, on you?" No, he didn't put his hands on me, but he just tried to pressure me into it verbally. And, uh, and where did this happen? This happened in Angola. 
No, I know that, but what part of the prison was it in your cell? No, we in over there. It's all. It's all. It it's was a, in the dormitory. It's you all, were all in. dorms. All, all and dorms. what time of day did he pull this? Oh, it's I don't. I can't remember what day. It's, I mean, what day or that time? Was it at night or during the day? No, it was at the daytime or yeah. something like that. Were you new there? Is that why? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, yeah, I was new to prison. Yeah, so he noticed you as a new, uh, as a new fish, right? Yeah, a guy had a lot of time too. You know. And you were probably a lot younger than he was. Oh, I had only I had a lot less time. I had a twenty year sentence, and he had, a, I don't know, fifty, sixty year sentence. Yeah, was he white or black? Black. So what happened? He uh, he 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 talked to you and told you that uh, he tried to punk you, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's what he tried to and do. And then uh, the next day, you figure he was going to make some kind of move, right? Well, no, I didn't even wait for the next day. That, that night. No, I mean, but that's why you. Took went on the offense. Yeah, well, the I best mean, defense is a good offense, right? Yeah. That's probably true in yeah, prison. Yeah, you always more want than to, any, yeah, you always, you always want to catch them by surprise. You know, when you, if, if when you, think, you know they're going to come after you, you might as well go after them first. Is that right? That's right. Back yeah. back then, they didn't have safe prisons either, so it's either fight or get fucked. That's pretty much the size of it. So. And the guards, did they know this was going on? Oh yeah, they don't. They turned their head the other way. That was just that was just the way prison life was then. Yeah, and the inmates too. Everybody oh, yeah. just ignored yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of guys don't like it, but everybody minds their own business. Yeah, it's part of the part of the no snitch code, right? Well, yeah, everybody just knows to not mind their own business. I yeah. mean, you don't get another. Okay, so so what'd you do? Well, uh, I went to an old convict and asked him what I what he thought I should do, and he told me, well, you probably ain't gonna whip him physically, and if you don't want to get beat down, here's what I would do, and uh, he told me to get some master locks and put them on the end of my belt. And uh, wait for the guy to go to sleep and get some hot water, hot boiling water, and boil it. And uh, wait for him to go to sleep. And once he goes to sleep, uh, you go down there and master start. locks. Yes. They let you have locks. That's pretty. Back then, uh, back then, yes. Yeah. You had, you had to have master locks. You had two lockers. And uh, of course, I borrowed a couple too. I had three or four locks yeah. on there. So you put them on what? On your belt? Yeah. Over in Louisiana, you get that. You know, you you can buy belts, or they get up from the. Uh, from the craft shop or whatever. I bought mine from the craft shop. Uh, so you got four locks hooked onto an end of a belt, and the, you yeah. use that like a whip, huh? Like a, a club. Like a club. So so what what exactly did you do then? You caught him while he was asleep? I, beat, I caught him while he was asleep, but I hit him with the hot water first. Yeah. Because it was hot boiling water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it scalded his skin. It was yeah. that hot. I mean, I boiled you it. Pour, it was, poured it on his face or what? I poured it on. I poured it on his chest. Uh huh. And then uh, when he jumped up, I went to start smashing him with them locks. Uh huh. And I didn't stop till the guards come in and stopped me. Yeah. I had him running all over the place. You know, the lights came on. <laughs> the guards come in running and yeah. telling me to put the locks down. And I, I wasn't about to do it neither. I, I wasn't going to stop. Yeah. I, I spent a year and a half for seg for that, and got a street charge for that too, which was later was later dropped at another time. Uh, was the guy injured pretty bad? Yeah, he had to go to the hospital. And uh, when he came back from the hospital, and you came back from seg, well, when he, were well, you both still in no, the same they, 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 No, they moved you around to uh, to to another farm somewhere. So did they move you or him? Him. Cause he's a known booty bandit. He was known for raping people. So, piece of shit. Yep. Now, 
And Fine. I imagine after that, uh, nobody else probably tried you after that, huh? No, I never had too many problems after that. I had a reputation that I, that I would do what I had to do, so most guys just left me alone. Now, Texas is a whole different ball game. When you come in, when you come in here, they're going to the first thing you're yeah. Going, you told me about that. Let's get into that. Uh, are you sure that happens to everybody? Everybody. Because I've never heard that story before. Everybody. Never. And Everybody, met, no matter who you are, I don't care if you're white, black, Mexican, whoever you are. Yeah. When you come in, you're going to get checked. Somebody's you never you don't go to your cell, you don't go to your bed, you put your stuff up because they're going to find out whether you're a whether you're going to stand up, be a man or not. And they're going yeah. to tell you punks over here and men over here. Yeah. And that's that. And then when you come in, what in the, a the white, the, yeah, the white, well, a dormitory or a pod, if it's a pod with cells. I mean, uh -huh. when you first come in, you got to. The only way you can go to a dorm in Texas, you get is for good behavior. You have to be able to behave. But when you first get in, your race is gonna come up and ask you, "Who are you with?" Yeah. And they're gonna tell you, "Well, you don't talk to these, and you don't do this, and you don't do that." And are you okay with that? And they say, "Yeah." And they're gonna say, "Go catch the shower," and then they're gonna send. Uh, Send somebody Who are your, you with? That means what gang, if any, you're affiliated with? Right. I mean, well, you can ride solo in prison. You don't have to get down with nobody. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, and besides, there are certain criteria for getting down with people anyways. But just yeah. by just fighting is not, 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 a, is not a cry. I mean, you, you, yeah, you have to be a stand-up to get in a gang. Uh, you have to be down down for your gang if they say you got to go do something. You gotta so go do did it. you know this was going to happen? Before no, you I had I, I, well, I knew because I come when you come through a diagnostic center, everybody talks about that. You know, when you come yeah. in on the chain, when you come in on the chain to the farm you're going to. Uh, but you probably didn't believe it, did you? No, I didn't. I thought it was a bunch. Of, I've never been checked before like that in any, yeah. any other prison. They they check you. Did in that a, just start in Texas? You think? No, it's been like that since the first day one. It's always been like that. Really. They have a policy now. So, what happened to you again? You uh, you come in, and that, somebody tell you you can't go to your pod. You got to go to the shower first. Yep. A That's white guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to the shower, and what happened? Uh, we had to fight it. Had had check paper. Checking paper means fighting. That's what that's what they're doing. They're checking you out to see what you're about. They're going to try to break you down and see if you're going to give up or quit. Yeah, and uh, you're and you're going and either you're going to fight and you're going to win or you're, so you're in the shower. You're in the shower alone, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Who comes in first? The whites do. For you, but yeah. if you were black, it'd be some black guys. Well, now back in the day before the gangs, see, that's what used to happen real bad because the the whites were minority in Texas prison back in the day. The blacks or Mexicans would come and check you instead of your own kind. Yeah, because. Because they felt like they could just do that. That was before uh, white gangs started. And yeah, the white, like, all the like white, the AB, right? right, like the AB <coughs> and some other gangs, which I really don't want yeah, to elaborate on. That. So, how many guys come in the shower to meet to greet you? Uh, uh, one. Just one guy. One from each race. You was it one or was it three? No, you get one. You fight one for a couple minutes and then. He'll go out, and then uh, another one will come in, and he'll go out, and then another so one will come in. So a white guy came in first, and yep. you fought him for yep. a couple of minutes, yep. and then what? And then uh, after that, uh, I waited for the next one. And who was that? That's black. Black guy? Yep. And it was only for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's only for a couple. The whole thing don't last no more 10 or 15 minutes. The guards know that's... 
standard policy, so they don't, <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't get in the middle that of that. Tradition, huh? Yeah, they know, and all and all guards are like this when on, you know when new guys come in, they know what it is. You're gonna run around with black eyes for the first. So couple let's weeks. say you get somebody who's like a white collar criminal, somebody who did uh, some kind of uh, banking fraud, or who's, don't matter. Uh, who's you know not the fighting type. What does a guy like that do? Do they usually start crying or what? Well, either uh, either they're going to uh, break them. Or In other words, if they refuse to fight. Well, if they refuse to fight, then uh, they tell them to get out of the pod and go somewhere else. Or uh, they're going to get approached by, by a booty bandit. <laughs> and they're going to make them their punks. So you have a choice what pod to live in? Uh, no, you don't. The security makes that choice for you. Classification does. So they make you go to security and ask to relocate. Well, that's usually what happens. Or the guy, some guys just get so scared they hit the panic button and run. <laughs> but you can't get out of the pod. You got to hit the button like this yeah. to to get their attention uh, to uh, open the door up. Yeah, like a buzzer. Yeah, because the door you don't have access to your. Yeah, like here in Texas, the doors slide back and so forth. So you had to fight three guys: a yep. white, then a black, then and a Mexican. Because there's basically three. Uh, three races. Yeah. So did you get hurt? Yeah, I got beat up. Did you uh, break in and get any bones broken? No, not, not. Bloody blood? Oh, yeah, bloody black, nose, black bloody eyes, nose. busted mouth, busted ears, uh-huh. you blood everywhere. And did they say anything to you afterwards? No, no, I, you know, you just shake hands, and it's, when you come out of the shower, you clean yourself up, and you shake hands, and then you go get in your cell with your celly, and that's the end of it. And you're, so, uh, are they two-man cells, or... Four men yeah, here in, in Texas, there are two set, two man cells. Unless you're in SEG or high security. How do they? Uh, how do you think they sort people? Uh, do they? Is there any rhyme and reason to who they sell you with, or is it just random? No. Well, they, they don't. In Texas, they they, they they sell you with somebody who's within fifty pounds of your own weight, within five to ten years of your age. Uh, they they do it accordingly. Oh, like so they that. size you up. They put somebody. Yeah, because so he can't the, overpower you. Right. They're, they're not gonna put you. Well, that's smart. They, but that's but they but the, but see in in Texas though they don't what they don't consider is uh, you know a guy might have a forty year sentence and done did thirty years of his sentence but still have ten years before he can be released or twenty years yeah you might have a ten year sentence or but are eligible for parole within a year or two years yeah and uh, you know you ain't got no business being in a cell with somebody like that. Why? Because they don't uh, they don't care about consequences of uh, messing up. No, they, it's not just the consequences. They just don't care. Period. You know, you don't have no business being in a city. You can't, it's hard to live with people in prison. What are they? What What's different about them than short timers, long timers versus short timers? Well, I mean, it, it, it depends what type of individual and it is and how they act. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, if they're a convict, they just kick back, lay back, do their time. But they're all set in their ways, you know. Yeah. You You know, they're real funny. They want to control the cell. They want it to be a certain way. And they, oh, they want to. They want to. They want to uh, rule the roost. Yeah, they want to. They want to run you like you're their uh, employee or something. Well, right? no, no, no. It ain't necessarily like that. But they want you to. To cater to them. Yeah, uh, they want to make the decisions that are yeah, to be made. Instead of being too like who sleeps on the top bunk and who sleeps on the bottom. I've had sites with I've had fights with sellers for that very reason because they just try to hog you. Yeah. Into doing what you want. I've had fights with sellers like that before. But I, I, do they do stuff like uh, demand part of your commissary if you get no, 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 no. You got your respect. They ain't gonna demand no shit, n- nothing like that. But do they ask you for it and get mad? Well, if they ain't got no, yeah, if they ain't got no money or something like that, and you don't share share with them. That's not really cool, anyways. You know, you need to share with 
Yeah. Your, 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 well, your that's telly. good. That's good. That's but fair. I'm talking about like cleaning now. Cleanliness. Some 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 guys are clean freaks. Yeah. And man, uh, you know, if, if you come in and you don't clean the way, as often as they think you should, <laughs> or the way you should, they, they think you should. They yeah, got, they're probably obsessed with it. They've yeah. only got a well, small I mean, area to deal with. Well, a man's got to do his time some kind of way. They find a yeah. way. That's how they do their time. <laughs> yeah. Did you see anybody get killed in prison? Yeah, unfortunately, I have in Louisiana. I've seen it several times. Really? Yes. What, what kind of fights were those? Were those fights with shanks or some kind of weapon? Weapons. And I, heard, I mean, there was a lot of people get killed here in Texas, too, while I was there. Where one celly strangled his celly with a hot pot cord and choked him until he was dead. Yeah. Uh, one guy killed and beat his celly repeatedly. And it wouldn't let him out of his cell to go eat, and he, and he, he killed him in there, and the guards finally come in to do a count and found out the guy was dead. Beat him with his bare fist? Bare fist, beat him to death. Yeah. Beat him for days. Anybody know what it was over or what it was about? No, but it was them, them punks I was telling you about in that building. Yeah. The, the guy, here, here was the problem, the guy who did it, the reason why he had a life sentence because he killed his celly in county jail, so he killed two cellies. Jeez. You would think they would put a guy like that in SAG right from the start. Well, that's what you would think too. But apparently, and I and I and I seen the guy one time when I was in medical too. I mean, you could tell he was a, was a psycho. You know, he was a little bit old guy too. You would never guess that he was like that. You know, that's the whole thing about who you sell with too. You know, uh, it's not easy to go to sleep the first few nights. Yeah. Because if you're not comfortable with an individual, you know, it's hard to sell with them, and and it's hard to get out of a cell too to get into another cell. Probably makes a big difference who you end up with as a cellmate. If it's a if it's a good guy, your time's probably not too bad. Well, if you get an if you get an understanding and got if you, and get your respect with them, you know if you respect each other, then you can have a good cellie. I know guys who sell together for 10, 15, 20 years. They're not queers or none of that. They're just yeah. good friends. But if you get somebody who's like, uh, if you don't get along with them, then that yeah. makes your time even more Oh, yeah, even it makes your time hard. Huh? It makes it hard. It makes it hard. And, you know, a lot of guys are constantly doing that, going, writing letters to classification, asking to get moved. That's why everybody likes to live in the dorms and wants to behave. Is it because you've got your own little cubicle? you got, you know, two walls that separate you between you and the other person, one on this side, one on this side, and you got a little table. For uh, people out there who have never been to prison, Let's say uh, they mess up and they get a five-year bid, a five-year sentence. They're going to be eligible for parole in a year. They might get out in a year or it, two. It depends what it's for. If it's an aggravated crime, they might do all of it every day. Yeah, of but it. my question is, say, say a guy for his first time in prison does one year and then paroles. In that one year, how many fights can he expect to be in? Well, it depends how he carries himself. That's the desk. Let's slide. say he doesn't bank down and he doesn't allow himself to be punked or, or raped. Well, they respect, How many fights is he going to have to be Well, if he, if, he, if he has respect, he ain't got to fight a whole lot. It depends if the guy's a bully. There's lots of bullies in prison, too, regardless whether they I have don't it. mean a bully. I mean just an average guy who does his first prison sentence. Well, he's going he's gonna to fight a few times, I mean. He's going to have to, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. I've seen some guys, though, John, that uh, come in and ain't never got to fight one time. Yeah. Ain't never got to fight. They have their respect automatically. Probably because they've been there before and they're That's, known, right? That, well, no, it's just, it's just how they carry themselves. Yeah. You know, if you carry yourself like a man, yeah, everybody's going to treat you like a man. If you carry yourself like a 
a punk or a, not, not, not punk. I don't mean I mean a queer. Yeah. I mean like just like a, like a punk. Uh, yeah. If you're a fucking jerk or whatever, you're gonna have problems. Or if you're a guy who runs his mouth all the time oh, you're and going, smarts you're, off to people a lot, you're, you're gonna, gonna get in a lot of fights. Yes, you're you? gonna have a lot of problems. Yeah. But if they're a gang member, that's not so because he has all his gang members protecting to, him. Well, not to protect him means that he he runs his mouth and any and anybody else bows up to him, uh, you know he'll have to go to square with them. But if anybody gets in it, yeah. It, 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 they have riots there all the time, John. I've yeah. seen I've seen two or three riots, two where the entire wreck yard goes to swinging. <laughs> yeah, you see some. You see those on YouTube. Sometimes oh, it, it happens on, a lot. It, it happens a lot here in Texas. And I've seen uh, I've seen a whole horde of Mexicans uh, stab the shit of black, out of blacks here in Texas. Now, yeah. Now in, in Louisiana, they, the numbers are about evened up now, aren't they, between black, white, and Hispanic? Well, or it's probably. Probably 25, 25 Hispanic and white. In Texas, yes. But yeah. in Louisiana, it's nine, about 90% black. But the Hispanic population there's a lot of Hispanics. So there's a lot of Mexicans in prison. You're probably going to see blacks, Hispanics, and whites as a minority. Well, there's a lot. Of, actually, there's, there's, there's more whites, Do, uh, whites just now Just out of curiosity... Do when they take sides, do Hispanics usually side with the whites or the blacks? Usually the whites. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it, that kind of evens things up if there's more blacks, if they, uh. Hmm. I mean, everything's business. Everything is business and it's all about respect. If you disrespect, you can expect to have a problem. In the county jails, when there's a TV. And there's 80% or 90% black guys. They control what's being shown on TV. Well, in, and, in, uh, in a county, not necessarily. If you got one bold guy who's willing to stand up and fight them all, he would. I've, I've seen it, it the same way in prison. That no, uh, there, there's two TVs. One one is for new, one is for movie news and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And there's another one for sports. It stays on sports all day long. Can the inmates change the channel? Uh, uh, no, the uh, uh, officers come in and do a channel well, that's check. That's good, that's good, because in the county they just let them uh, change it themselves. But so they're fighting, over, they're well, fighting they're, over what to watch. Well, what they do is, is this, too, is the inmates steal the remotes. <laughs> and there is remotes, uh, and there's remotes, you know, throughout the prison. Yeah. And uh, and guys change the channel all the time, I mean. We're up to 21 minutes, Marv. We better cut it off here. Okay. This has been Tales from Texas Prison with Marvin Sullivan. I'm John Merritt. Have a good evening. Good evening. Oh, I could go on forever about that subject. I've seen a lot of fights in the showers, though. <laughs>